Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Thanks for joining us once again. My name's Panos and today's another Q&A day. Very excited and it's been a while since I've done one. Today's question comes from Angie. Through She DM'd me on Instagram asking about her dog that chases birds. And she wants to stop it. She finds it obviously annoying and it can be dangerous. And um, she didn't give me any specifics about age or breed. So we're just going to go with the general. First and foremost, chasing birds is a completely natural behavior and it does involve predatory drive or prey drive. And of course, dogs are predators. So when they see a bird or something that runs away from them very quickly, in a lot of dogs, it can trigger that prey drive for them to then pursue that. And most of the time, dogs are chasing birds not to really catch them. And when anecdotally, because I haven't had any dogs that have caught birds, is that when they catch it, they don't even know what to do with it. Because a lot of the breeding that we've done over time is to capture a certain behavior so for example a labrador would retrieve the the duck that has been shot in the in the lake for them to bring it back but they they don't go out there and maul it and consume it they bring and they have to we have to even teach or the trainers teach them to bring the the duck back unharmed completely intact so there's no clamping down on it and things like that so through lots of breeding for example another kelpie a kelpie would herd the sheep and some um, dogs would heal at them and nip at them at the animals that they're hurting and that is very much instinctive predatory behavior except they've taken the chase and we've bred out the, the 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 killing and the consuming in that context and then of course now we have dogs in our backyards that still harbor this instinctive drive and they fulf- and they try to fulfill that drive by chasing birds when you're at the park she said specifically not the larger birds like the ibises and, and magpies and things like that, but more the little finches that kind of swing, um, fly by you, especially at certain time of the day around dusk and dawn when there's little flies out just hovering around the grass. And that's why they're swooping by and, and going past us very quickly because a lot of the time it's their feeding time. And because they do come really fast and they're not coming to mess with our dogs, but they'll come right by. So, And of course, as soon as the little finch flies by, Dog's going to go chase after it. So what should we do? Well, first of all, before we talk about what we do, we need to know that it's a dangerous behavior, not because anything happens with bird and dog, but what really happens is your dog continues to pursue the bird and runs onto the road, runs away from you, you lose them, they run away and get into an incident with another dog or, or something happens. So it's important here that we make sure that we always, always, always have our dogs under effective control. I mean, having your dog on a leash and or having your dog contained in some sort of yard or a secure fenced area. Because if we don't, then of course, we don't know where the bird's going to go and the dog's going to continue chasing. So the thing that comes to mind, which is what we would do, is two major things. Number one, of course, we need to talk about obedience training because the whole point of obedience training is that we can tell our dogs to do things that don't align with the behaviors that we don't like. So your dog goes to chase a bird, you say, come, and your dog comes back to you. You tell them to down, they lay down. 
easier said than done. So what we need to do before I talk about the obedience and layering in that obedience, we talk about counter conditioning to desensitize our dogs, to show them not to be super sensitive when they see a dog, um, a, a bird fly by them. We don't want them to off, off they go com- chasing them and being completely consumed by it. And the way to do that, as I said, have your dog under effective control and making sure that your dog can't get or doesn't get success playing the game with the bird, so to speak. So, for example, on the short lead, it's pretty easy. Your dog's on a short lead. We're working on obedience training. Um, in terms of loose lead walking, we're teaching our dogs what we need to do. But when they encounter the bird, what do we do in that exact moment? So what I would suggest is making sure you have food that your dog values. And what I mean by value is that is really interested in it. So when we say their name, we'll say the dog's name's Ollie. We say, Ollie, dog looks at us. I say yes and food. We're playing, playing the name game is one way to desensitize them. Don't know what that is? Type in Nooch's Pooch's name game in YouTube and that video will come up. And basically, we say the dog's name for them to look at us. As soon as they look at us, I say the word yes, give that marker. I run back away from the dog. The dog has to chase me to come get the food. So playing the name game triggers a little bit of that prey drive. It gets the excitement. We kind of harness the excitement and the energy of where the dog wants to go and kind of bring it back towards us. And this is going to make sense in a couple of steps and I'll give you a real life example with um with Chili my dog. So for example, we're walking, we have food in a pouch, high value food, the highest value food you can think of or some of your dog's breakfast or dinner and make this a routine thing. So your dog understands that food is available. So I wouldn't be only trying to get your dog's attention when the birds are around. I'd be getting him to do a lot of things in amongst the walk and of course we've exhausted this this um, information about giving your dog a job and everything else. So listen to previous episodes that gives you some perspective. The walk should be an engaging time. Again, if we're talking about a four-month-old puppy, again, I didn't catch what age the dog was. I probably should definitely ask that. So four-month-old puppy, we've got the dog on a ha- the puppy on the harness, and as we're walking, we say, Ollie, dog looks like, yeah, we run back, we play a little bit of fun games, lots of luring and things like that. And if it's our puppy's breakfast, then they're going to be understanding that this is the thing that we do. And then slowly, slowly, we're closer and closer to where the birds are. So if the little finches that are going past, it's not like that's happening everywhere. It's not happening in the streets. Generally, it's usually happening in the park. So as we approach the park, now your dog knows, let's say it's a four-month-old puppy, already knows, oh my gosh, a bird situation's happening, the bird situation's happening. So then they start getting more geared into drive to go chase the birds. So we want to interrupt that process. As we get close, within 10, 15, even 50 meters from that location, as we start to see the dogs really focus in that area, lots of name game, layering in some obedience with the sit and the down, the calm, and practicing these things, the look command in particular. We do the name game to get focus on us. We get the look so we can get them, our dogs to stare at us. As we get close to the birds and our dog can see the birds within that five to three meters of where the location is, let's say it's a soccer field or something, your puppy's going to be nudging towards them. You say their name, they look at us, we mark and reward. We're not going to really stop when there's no corrections for the puppy for chasing the birds. If it's getting out of hand, then don't be there. I don't really mind that much. I'll use it as an opportunity for our for our puppy to focus on us. If it's getting a little bit much, then move yourself from there. Let's talk about an adult dog. If it's an adult dog, this now the same dog, Ollie, but now he's an adult and he likes... Ooh, I don't know if you can hear that through through my microphone, but there's a big storm happening outside. So basically, Ollie, the one-year-old, we'll say cocker spaniel, because they're the you know they're they're um, 
them and Cavaliers, Labradors, are generally the dogs that always want to chase birds. But even my dog, he's, a, he's an Australian Cooley and Kelpies and a lot of working dogs, I like to chase it too because they have a lot of prey drive. So as we approach the park, we have our dog under effective control, on the leash, on a martingale collar, on a slip lead, and we were practicing lots of look. As our dog starts to stare in that direction, we, we will tell Ollie, look, dog looks at us, yes and reward. At this stage, with your adult dog, hopefully, you're at a point where your dog understands what look is and you're on an intermittent schedule of rewarding them. So you're not rewarding them every time, but that variable schedule means I don't know what I'm going to get, I don't know when I'm going to get it. When they say, look, I look, I, and then I may get some food. And what's going to happen from this is the point of counter conditioning is when your dog looks in, that, in the direction of the birds or see a birds go by and we say look and they look at us, over time they'll start to do that on their own. Look at the bird, start to look at us, we mark and reward. This may seem easier said than done, and of course it is, because there's so many more variables of why your dog's excited and everything else, but specifically about birds, I'll try to find where it is that I can work within that range, find that critical distance, and let's just say it's five meters from where the birds are or from where the park is, you get real good success and your dog starts focusing on you a lot more, and optionally on their own, and rewarding intermittently for that, we get slowly closer and closer towards the birds. And then, and then before you know it, we're in amongst the birds, which we'll talk about that in a second. If we can get some focus when we say it or our dog optionally starts to look at us, this is a good place to then start to layering in some obedience. We want our dogs to come. So we, I would, well, this is what I'll do. Lots of stuff on the, on the short leash, whether they're not ready for it or not, is depending on if I go into the park where the birds are or anywhere where there's, where there's birds where your dog wants to chase them. Because a lot of dogs here that people, owners that are listening now, their dog will chase any bird, even it doesn't matter what size it is, the bigger the better sort of thing. However, lots of obedience on the leash, on the short leash, and then when it's time for long lead, giving our dog an opportunity to have their freedom and part of that liberty of running around on the long lead means if you want to chase a bird, I don't care, but you have to stay within that 10 meter or whatever meter range of leash you have. And if I'm standing in one spot, our dog doesn't just have 10 meters to run. They have 10 meters on my left, 10 meters on my right. So they've got 20 meters to run, but I don't want them to be any further from there. I'll, and what I have been doing with, with Chili is finding an opportunity. I put a video on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago. He sees the bird. I see him see the bird. I've I had him on a long lead. I've seen him chase towards birds. I haven't let him have any success of getting anywhere close to them. And here I had his ball. He knew I had his ball on him. And this is probably like four or five weeks of owning him. So we're in a bit of a system. He understands that lots of cool things happened on our walk. I'm watching him. He starts to run towards the birds. As he gets close to this plovet, he was probably about you know, four meters, five meters from it. And he started to gain a bit more speed. I'd say his name, Chili. As soon as I said his name, he snapped his head towards me because we do lots of name game. And again, in that video, it explains how the functions of that work. So he snaps his head towards me. I've got his focus. I say Ella, which is his command for come. He runs straight towards me. He falls into a sit. I give him his marker. Chop. I throw the ball. And that was a success. I got it on video because I set that up. I saw that there was a bird there. I had the long lead so he wouldn't run away. And the park was so big that there was nowhere for him to go. And again, every dog's different. Don't just say because my dog's one year old, then your one-year-old dog would be at the same level. I, I intimately know where he's at at this stage for me to to test this and to start to start to further proof the command. So in this moment, Chili thought, well, I can chase birds and he gives me option to chase the birds. If I come back when he calls me to come back, 
I get what it is that I want from the bird, which is me throwing the ball. Because remember, throwing the ball and playing tug, they fulfill dogs' prey drive. It is the act of chasing and getting something or attaching yourself to something and, and playing the game of tug. It fulfills that instinctive value system. So the same part of his brain of him chasing the bird and him coming to me and, and getting access to, for me to fulfill that for him becomes more valuable for him. And we can be around a lot of birds and there's some times where he'll like walk up and slowly stalk, take a couple of steps, a bird flies and he just turns around and does something else. And he finds that engaging. I don't care. It's not out of my control. He understands and he can listen to me and he follows my command. So sometimes I use the op- option of chasing the birds as a reward. I see him, there's a big flock of birds. He starts to like stalk and run towards them. I call him to come. He comes to me. I say, go, which is his release command to be at liberty and do what you like. A little bit different to, I could say okay to him as well and he would understand it. But here, me saying go means go do what you've got to do. And he chose in that moment to go run up towards the birds and let them fly in the air. And the reward for him coming to me was him, me giving him that access to the birds again. So it's pretty cool that I could use the same thing that I don't want him to do as a reward and because he's not ever catching them and he never runs too far from me and he always comes when I call him I don't feel like there's a danger so something else that Angie said in her message and maybe we can clarify this after she listens to this and she can message me back she says that she had him on the long lead and twice she got away from him so that means that we're just not holding the long lead tight enough or he ran away but didn't listen so I'm going to go with the first one the lead probably slipped through your hand so just make sure you've got that leash locked in your hand and around your wrist and however it is that you've got to make sure your dog doesn't run away again I don't know how big this dog is big strong dogs running 10 meters of momentum you've got to know how to control them so maybe don't give them that much leash until they know how to manage it and understand how to respect the leash in that sort of way so I think it's really important let me just say what else I've got on my list here So one last thing I'm going to say here is once we can use this opportunity of the birds to either show our dog, you've got, you must focus on me when I tell you to, you must follow the commands when I tell you to, I'm not going to give you success of running, of, of running away and doing the things that I don't find desirable, but I will give you option to chase a bird if you give me, op, um, if you give me what I want and then it becomes a symbiotic relationship rather than see you buddy, I'm going to go chase that bird. So here we get to further develop impulse control by doing the counter conditioning and working on the obedience training. It teaches our dogs that things happen. And even if my, um, sometimes Chili will have that knee jerk reaction to go towards my Chili and he'll turn around and just come back towards me um, and just leave it alone. So that's really cool. When is it okay to correct the dog? So if it's a puppy, when we're not correcting, we're just managing and just not allowing it to be a problem. Where if it's an adult dog that understands these commands, and you've had success in the exact same situation. The bird has been close by. He went to go chase it. You said, calm, he came to me. That's cool. You know, now you know he knows it. In the time where he goes, no, nah, I don't feel like coming for the potential reward. Thanks anyway. I would still make him do it. I'd, and I'd be reining him in. I'd say, well, if I do call you to come, you must come to me. And we need 100% reliability before you think you can take that leash off him, especially around birds. And that's my, my requirement dog has to come every single time I call him and hold it down say for a significant amount of time while I'm out of sight until I can say okay and until then there's just not there's the risk is way too much for what could potentially happen and also for the reward of letting him run around and having fun it's really cool but you have to think about everyone else and he runs onto the road and chasing that bird and there's a person driving their family and they try not to hit the dog and they hit the telegraph pole that becomes everybody's problem 
Um, so I think that's really important as well. So you can correct the dog for doing it, of course. If you've told them what you, what you want first, then of course, two ways of doing it. I say, come, you don't. I rein you in and I use negative reinforcement, use pressure until the dog comes back to me and then I'll let him go out and I'll continue. If it doesn't happen again, we've left the park. It's done for until next time. If I have the dog on a short leash or if I have on the long leash and he goes to chase, I go, ah, and he runs re- really fast, I can... If I've said come or given him a command and he's ignored it, I can give a sharp pop on the leash, reissue the command, he comes, and then depending on how good it is for your standards and your dog stands, you reward him for listening. But give him the consequence that you can't just chase birds whenever you want because you're at the coffee shop one day and a bird comes and grabs a chip and flies off and your dog just takes the table with him because he wants to run because he can't because he doesn't have much impulse control. So there's a few things there to work on. It is very similar to basically everything else that we talk about dogs are barking at the tv dogs are barking at other dogs my dog gets scared of certain sounds there's there's, an, there's one thing that you're going to know now after all these episodes that there's an equation and we can plug it into every different situation and today we plug the equation of counter conditioning and obedience training we plugged it into what it means around um, birds so hope that this answers your question angie and she gave us some good feedback about the podcast and enjoying it and also she's finding it very beneficial so i hope everyone else that's listening has the same feeling appreciate you once again any questions let me let me know if i can answer it i'll i'll answer it for the people to listen to until next time have fun and we'll speak soon thank you so much bye thank you for listening to another show of life with your dog please like rate and share if you're enjoying our podcast you can also find us on instagram facebook and youtube For all dog training videos, tips and techniques, visit nooches.pooches.com.au. Thank you and stay tuned for next time.